Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Folks, welcome into Free Money Football. We are previewing week five of the NFL season, and I'm your host, Ty B. We got Meerkat and some guy named Steve joining me yet again. It was a very interesting week four throughout the NFL. We saw some big injuries, some upsets as well, um, just a whole bunch to dive into, and a great slate of games this week for week five. Meerkat, how are you feeling after that weekend? Obviously a huge Bills win, but we get the Giants and the Jets winning outright? I mean, I'm not going to lie, had it a great week, a great start to the season, the first three weeks. Last week, absolute bloodbath. I mean, Bills winning, great, all of that. Underdogs coming through, I've loved the dogs this year, just not all my underdogs. I mean, it was a bloodbath, not a good weekend. And the thing is, I loved the board, loved it, hated it week three, crushed it. Loved the board week four, decimated so this week, I'm going in just neutral, whatever. I hate the board, I guess, but hopefully we get a bounce back. <laughs> Absolutely. we got to bounce back, especially for me, my my like fade team of the year. Uh, I've been fading the Falcons, and then they uh, lose to the Giants, or they <laughs> beat the Giants, and then the Giants go out and win and beat the Saints. I don't know what the hell is going on. Stevie, can you make any sense of this, or is this just yet another thing of, hey, it's just it's the NFL, baby. Anyone can beat anyone any given Sunday. I think week four was the perfect example and not to overreact to one week because we took so much we saw from week three into week four. Everything we talked about, Meerkat, with how bad the Bears looked week four, they looked a lot better. Now, granted, the Lions had a lot of blown red zone opportunities, but we saw that in so many games. And I am here to formally apologize. I did have a winning week this past week. I was 7-5 overall, 3-2 and two on the picks I gave out on the Sunday show. But I did say the Rams were going to kill the Cardinals. The exact opposite happened. This is by formal apology. It was a tough one. I had a winning week with the bets, but overall it was a, a tough Sunday for me watching that display of what you would call a football game from the Rams, if that. Absolutely. It was a tough Sunday for me. I got a little little bang <laughs> up in that one. Uh, but we're here living to fight another day, and we're here to bring you some free money. So let's get into this week five slate here a little bit. Uh, Stevie, you just brought it up the Rams, your Rams, in another really, really big yeah. NFC West game as they take on the Seattle Seahawks. We got uh, Rams right now about two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. Line opened up at one, um, so we're seeing money coming in on the Rams early. What's your uh, what's your diagnosis on this one, Stevie? So the thing here is this could be a bigger game for the Seahawks than it is the Rams. Yes, I don't want the Rams to go 0-2 in the division, but after the week against the Seahawks, the Rams played the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans. It's going to be a lot easier for them, and even a loss, you know, 6-2, and that's manageable. However, you don't want to go 0-2 in the division, and the Seahawks' defense has been bad this year. It's been very bad. The Rams are fully healthy on offense, which is a big key for me going into this week, especially after how bad their offense looked against the Arizona. Cardinals. I'll give the Cardinals a ton of credit. Kyler Murray was electric. They made a lot of plays, and the Rams defense for the first time in what felt like over a year just looked awful. They they couldn't stop anything if they wanted to. But on the other side of the ball, Matt Stafford played his worst game of the year by far. Cooper Cup was getting double and triple teamed, and that's the first time I think Cooper Cup's had that type of treatment. He didn't know how to handle it. 
They had a little bit showing at the end in garbage time with Woods, but the offense was bad. I expect them to regress, you know, positively this week against a bad Seahawks defense, but I'm not really looking at the spread in this game. I'm kind of looking at the total. It's a high total, but Rams totals are 4-0 so far this year with the over. I kind of like the over because the Rams will score on the Seahawks defense, and Russell Wilson does tend to play bad against the Rams in his career, but the Seahawks are not in desperation mode, but they need this division win, I think, more so than the Rams do. Yeah, it's a sketchy one for the Rams. I mean, you look at the line, too. I think if you want to take either side, this is the sweet spot right now. It's at two and a half. It's it's going to move to three. It's going to move to three at some point in the next few days. In in which direction? I mean, who is it going to favor then? Uh, I think this is a close game. Both teams want this win. Obviously, Stevie pointed out the Seahawks kind of need it more, but I just think the Rams' offense gets back on track. You mm-hmm. see Stafford little down last week. I, I yeah. like him and the, bre- the breakfast boys to bounce back, him and Cup this week. Um, I just see it as like the Rams' offense versus the Seattle defense is a greater matchup than Seattle's offense versus the Rams' defense. Even though Rams' defense, we were expecting big things. Been a bit yeah. leaky this year. Not yeah. terrible, but – Daryl Henderson, too. Nice surprise with Cam Akers out. You knew he was going to be decent, but he's getting into it now. And with that rushing attack going with Stafford, I think the Rams take a bigger advantage of the Seahawks' defense than any other matchup here. Yep, they should have a great chance to exploit them. And talking about exploiting, the NFL absolutely exploiting their British fans by sending them the Jets and the Falcons as their their game this week. (laughs) What a brutal, brutal, absolute punishment to those fans. Um, I can't believe this is the game, but it it makes sense because no one wants to see that game here in America. I don't Mm -hmm. even know if I'm going to turn that one on at all. This might be something I just bet it and forget it, and then you wake up getting ready for the Bills game, and hopefully I'm cashing a ticket. But both these teams are 1-3, and both 1-3 and against the spread. Um, It's... Falcons are three-point favorites. Why? I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Both these teams aren't very good. Meerkat, you got any anything on the pulse of this game? I mean, this is a shit bowl. It's not a great game. Just yeah. chucking it up overseas. Like here, here's your American football. Enjoy it. It's the worst we got. We'll we'll leave the good product to our guys, where we're gonna make more money. Sucks the NFL is doing that, but I'm still gonna be up watching this. I'm gonna be betting on this. I think I'm gonna be taking the Jets in this one. Call me crazy. Zach Wilson, I mean, I was a little high on him uh, coming into the season. I, I didn't hate him as a prospect. I thought, you know, with the right right coaching system around him, he could be successful. Looked awful to start. Now, last week, didn't look bad. I mean, a couple of those passes were great, great throws. Not lucky throws, not the receiver making a play. Great throws right in the receiver's pocket between defenders. I mean, you're seeing the flashes there. If they can build off of that, now his confidence is up. He's got that first win under his belt. I think they can be sneaky, a sneaky team going forward, a frisky team, especially against the spreads. And you give them the Falcons right now. I like the Jets' money line straight up as dogs. Their defense got a little bit into form last week. I mean, all year, the pass, their secondary has only allowed two passing touchdowns, uh, and the <clears throat> defense last week had seven sacks. So, I mean, you're seeing them, the Salah's system start to take fold a little bit. I like them. 
Yeah, Meerkat, I think I'm on the other side here, but I've retired the Falcons this year. I said it, so I will not be betting on the Falcons. This Mm -hmm. means I'm kind of staying away. What I did like from the Jets last week was Wilson looked good, and a big reason was that was the return of Jamison Crowder. He had his safety valve wide out, who was great in all aspects of the field. He had to get six for 70, had a touchdown, was targeted in the red zone, and looked really good, made the Jets' offense look better. They played a bad Titans defense, and now they're playing a bad Falcons defense, so I'm not too worried about the matchup. This just seems like a huge rat trap to me you get the Jets plus three the Falcons have looked awful all year long and I think this probably goes past three I think we'll see it at three and a half four by Sunday morning and I think it's probably the move just to take the Falcons because the Jets have been a really bad team yes Zach Wilson showed signs of life last week but the Jets had 20 points combined in the first three weeks their offense and defenses has not been it in the past two seasons I kind of like the Falcons to win this game. I won't bet it because I'm done with the Falcons. I don't trust them. But, you know, the degenerate me, maybe a few Jamison Crowder props to see what the lines are closer to kickoff. Absolutely, Steve. You'd love it there. And let's hop into the 1 p.m. slate, which has actually a bunch of pretty interesting games, in my opinion. Um, And we'll start with one here with the Carolina Panthers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Panthers 3-1 and one on the season. They've had a great start. We were all over them um, in the preseason. I think all of us took their over on wins, um, if I'm not mistaken. 3-1 mm-hmm. and one against the spread as well. Eagles 1-3 and three on the year, 1-3 and three against the spread. Um, both these teams had sort of that same base level of um, expectations. We've seen the Panthers exceed it, and the Eagles um, have fallen short. Any chance the Eagles are going to bounce back here against um, – the Panthers, Stevie, with a a three-and-a-half-point line in this one. This kind of feels like a field goal game to me, so I'm going to take the points. I think the Panthers have been the much better team so far this year, but outside of the first half in the Cowboys game, I've loved what I've seen from Jalen Hurts. He's been pretty good at moving the ball down the field, and despite the Eagles' defense kind of getting killed by the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill, which we all expected to happen, they were able to score with them for the most part. Yeah, they lost the game by 12, but their offense was moving the ball down the field. They involved Kenneth Gainwell, who was a huge Mm -hmm. boost to their passing game game as you know the check down running back I loved what I saw out of him and the Panthers to me I'm still not completely sold on Sam Darnold without McCaffrey I know McCaffrey's probably questionable this week he's you got the hamstring injury I think the Eagles give them a good game this just feels like a field goal game to me so I'm taking the points with Carolina or with Philadelphia sorry see I've taken the Eagles every week this uh, every yeah every week this season and I just this week I'm not seeing it I like the Panthers I love what Matt rules doing for them uh, I Darnold still not completely sold on him but he's got the weapons he's yeah. got the QB guru and he showed this year like hey I'm not bad I'm not New York Jets Darnold he's at least the starting quarterback in this league yeah. a decent yeah. one and um you know I love Jalen Hurts man but I'm just thinking of him playing this Panthers deep, and I know they've had a cupcake schedule, easy opponents, overrated, whatever you want to say. They're still a good defense, and they're coached very well. And now, you know, they're making additions to it. So I like to see them, you know, continue to approve it. You got CMC returning to practice today, so that's a very good sign. Um, and, you know, Panthers 3-1 and one against the spread this year, Philly 1-3. and three. I'm losing my faith in betting Philly every week. Yeah, but a a quick PSA here for all you knuckleheads that see these DVOA rankings and you see the Bills and the Panthers as the best defenses and you go, yeah, well, look who they played. Guess what? DVOA factors that in, you knuckleheads. Uh Jeez. Uh, On to the next game. You guys don't even know. No, whatever. Uh, This game is going to be really fun, though. 
We got Packers at the Bengals. Both teams three and one here in this one. Packers open three point favorites, still sitting at three point favorites. A um, little bit bigger of a money line here at minus one sixty to plus one forty. Um, We've seen Aaron Rodgers really bounce back after that tough, tough week one. And Joey Burrow seems to be bouncing back from that uh, horrific knee injury from last season and really developing some chemistry. Can they keep him upright enough to make enough plays to get the win? I think is the big thing for me, Meerkat. Yeah, that's this is a really interesting game to bet right now. I mean, I, I love the Bengals, another team I've taken pretty much every week, and it's been good taking them. But I don't think they're ready to beat Aaron Rodgers and these Packers. I, I'm not counting week one for anything. You know, I'm not thinking about Steelers, Bills. I'm not thinking about Saints, Packers. Out, not in, as a factor in anything betting the rest of the year. Uh, other than that, first game, Packers have looked good. Bengals just, I like them. I love Joey B. I like that offense. But that defense, I don't think they can keep up. Uh, you can look at the Bengals' wins. Their three wins are against a combined 2-10 and ten record opponents. Not great. And Packers 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five versus losing teams dating back to last season. 5-2 and two against the spread dating back to last season. His favorites still. I don't like going back to last season, but when a team keeps a lot of continuity, you know, heading into the next season and looks kind of what you expected them to be, I, I don't mind it. So Packers are one of those teams for me. I just don't think the Bengals are ready. Mm -hmm. And we've seen this line already move from 49 and a half to 51 on the over under. Seems like people are expecting points. And I don't know if you win a shootout if you're the Bengals, Steve. Yeah, the big thing for me here is Jair Alexander is projected not to play. And I think that's huge for the Bengals offense, especially if they can get Higgins back. Because then I think they can score for a little bit with the Packers. But after that week one dud, we have seen the Packers offense take off. Aaron Rodgers looks like an MVP again. They're averaging over 30 points per week. And he's involving everyone. You saw Randall Cobb get involved last week, especially in the red zone. I don't think the Bengals, like with Mirka, have anyone on defense to really kind of guard them. No one's going to cover Devontae Adams, even if he's double covered against the secondary. I think they expose him. It feels like a trap line, though, because it's at minus three, and who's not betting the Packers just laying a field goal against the Bengals? I kind of like the over 51.5, especially if Alexander's out. But I may just fall into the trap with the Packers here because I just I think this game is going to be a shootout, and I don't think Burrow's ready to beat Rodgers in a shootout at this point in his career. Yep. yep, I'm with you there on that one, Stevie. And let's move from one of the higher projected scoring games to the lowest. Uh, Patriots-Texans, <laughs> this line oh. over-under sitting at 39.5 right now um, with Patriots favored by nine points on the road going into Houston. This game and these lines are absolute stinkers. This is a complete stay away for me because I could see the Patriots winning this game like 16 to 10. I could see them winning yeah. 35 to 10 and it going over. Like it could, it could play out in a, in a multitude of ways and neither of them are ways I want to lose any money Meerkat. Yeah, I'm right there with you. This is my stay the fuck away game of the week. <laughs> I mean, why even bet this? Unless you like betting totals, then you can mess around with that. But still, it's going to be an unpredictable yeah, one. Yeah, but imagine this. though I you mean, tease it down like six points and you have it at 33, and it ends yeah. up being a 20 to 10 game. Like I would have exactly, a hard and you can see that happening. And now, Patriots as teaser, you know, fodder this week. Love them. You know, tease them down five, six points in a parlay, whatever. I absolutely love that. 
because Belichick is just such a better coach than Coley. Yeah. I mean, it's just not even a question. And Davis Mills' soul is still after Ralph. Like that dude, <laughs> that dude is not. I mean, good. I think he, you saw it yesterday there yeah. on the field. Yeah, he, he's absolutely emasculated. I mean, it's, you got a pissed off Belichick too after losing to Brady, being close. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones not as bad as he's you know portrayed to be right now. I like the Patriots, just not by eight and a half. I actually really like the Patriots spread this week. I mean, for a couple of reasons. First off, Belichick, he owns young quarterbacks. He has, and Mills looked couldn't have looked worse against the Bills. I don't expect him to look any better this week against the Patriots. I would not be surprised if the Texans got shut out again. Another thing, Belichick will take away your top weapon when you play him, and the Patriots defense has been good so far this year. The Texans only have one top weapon, and it's Brandon Cooks, who was a former Patriot. Belichick knows everything there is to know about him. He's going to to take him completely out of the game plan and who's gonna beat you anthony miller mark ingram david anthony johnson miller got released didn't he did he get released it's it's not it's not going to happen he was the whole thing with the texas there's no one who's going to beat this new england defense who has looked really good so far this year and not only that mac jones played i think the best game of his career against tampa bay and the patriots really were in position to win that game i think you are going to get a very pissed off belichick against a bad young quarterback and a bad offense overall i think the patriots defense can just swarm them win the field position battle and win this game like a 24 to 3 type of deal i i'm fine laying eight and a half nine points yeah, I'm still staying the fuck away, Meerkat. I'm with you on this one. But let's yeah. get on to the next game here. We have um, another intriguing one, I think, for betting purposes because you have the Titans, who all of us were pretty high on in terms of winning that division. Um, just dropped one there to the Jets. Is this a public perception thing where, you know, this line opens at three and a half, moving to four and a half now? Um, a public perception thing where everyone's like, oh, the Titans, they don't have it. They have, you know, they're having all these issues where they kind of get right here against a really bad Jaguars team and just blow this spread off. Uh, Stevie? I think the Titans, there's a couple of things I'm looking out for. I'm looking to see if Julio and A.J. Brown are going to play. That's a big thing for me Huge. because their receiving core was terrible against the Jets. They were using, like, Jeremy McNichols was one of their top passing options, and he was just getting dump-offs. It was really embarrassing to see. And a lot of people watched, you know, the Thursday night jaguars Bengals game, what they tend to do, and that was the game Lawrence showed signs of life. So I think people may be a little more, I guess, bullish on the Jaguars this week, but I mean, we've seen all the off-season stuff going on with Urban Meyer, and now this past week, there's so many distractions. And with a bad team, I'm staying away from all of that. I think the Titans can do just what they want to do against the Jags and just run Derrick Henry into the ground. He could run for over 200 yards and easily cover the spread and win this game. I think it's a big bounce-back week for the Titans. You get embarrassed losing to a Jets team. Now you play an even worse team in the Jaguars. They have all their issues on their side. I like the Titans. So, Stevie, I need to just call you out on it right now. I think you're a closeted Titans fan. <laughs> uh, every, every week we got Stevie taking the Titans, loving the Titans, and I hate the Titans. But this week, I'm with you. I do like the Titans. Four points is disrespectful. People are, you know, overvaluing their loss to the Jets right now. And let's be real. 
Urban Meyer is way too horny to be focusing yeah. on winning. Football. Hop on this yeah. right yeah. oh, I think this is this might be I, I closer so to six and a half or seven. I, I don't know if he's hornier for you know like freshman college girls or the USC <laughs> job right now, but that dude is horny, and it's not about Jaguars football yeah. right now. So I am not loving them. They're one in three against the spread this year. Oh yeah, this year you got AJ Brown back to practice, so if he yep. can, you know he was limited, but if he can go. I don't think Julio's going to end up going, but you just get AJ out there. You get that one of the top guys. They can get something going on offense. You saw Derrick Henry start slow last week, still pick it up. You can get it going against anybody uh, if you give them enough carries. So I, I, I feel like the Titans by a touchdown this week. I think they're yeah. severely disrespected on this spread. Absolutely. We're all over that one, which means we'll probably all get our heads chopped off come Sunday yep. when, <laughs> yep. when it's a field goal game. But <laughs> on, to <the> next, <laughs> on to the next one, which is also another one of these intriguing one o'clock window games. You got the Broncos three and one, three and one against the spread coming off their first loss of the season, going into Pittsburgh one and three, one and three against the spread. And we saw this one open with the Broncos as one point favorites. That's shifted over to the Steelers by one line by one point. Mm-hmm. Looks like the Steelers have pretty much gotten fully healthy for the most part here. Their defense is generally going to be back here. And the Broncos, when they go against a tough defense, their offense really tends to putter out. We saw it last week against the Ravens. Yes, Teddy B did get injured, so that's going to obviously cause some wrinkles into the game plan. I don't know if he's going to be ready this week after that concussion. Meerkat. This one with that 39 and a half over under that 39 again, what do you think's happening? Because this looks like a defensive slug fest. It it really is. And the biggest factor is obviously Teddy B coming into this. You had him go to practice today, but he didn't really do anything. Just some like light workouts, watch film. They're going to put him through the protocol tomorrow, I guess. I mean, he's got to pass tomorrow, I think, if he wants a shot at playing this weekend. Uh, Maybe Friday is like the last day deadline. I'm not sure if like the exact rules surrounding that type of stuff but concussion protocol nfl is not fucking around with that and if drew locks under center i'm not touching this but if we get teddy b even if he's got a little mashed potato brain i love the broncos i mean their defense is going to hold pittsburgh under 20 points at minimum the pittsburgh's offense great playmakers terrible o-line you got old beat up and it's the same story now week one didn't count steelers are just bad you got the broncos three and one against the spread steelers one and three I love the Broncos. The Teddy B goes. If he doesn't, I, I might actually give out an under, but we'll see. The under, Stevie. The under. I mean, Meerkat basically took the words out of my mouth. I'm just waiting to see what happens with Teddy B because I don't trust Drew Lock. Drew Lock could have you know two defensive touchdowns for the Steelers, and that's how you lose this game. You don't but trust if Teddy Drew Lock dancing on the field? Oh, I don't trust him. You know, third and two, he completes the pass and he starts doing TikTok dance on the field. No, I don't trust him, and I don't like. I don't trust the Steelers quarterback either. I can't stand Big Ben. He has so many weapons at his disposal, and he doesn't throw the ball more than three yards down the field. He did it again last week on multiple third and fourth downs. Just instant check down. So I'm not touching him. I'm not touching the Steelers. I'm just waiting to see if Teddy's going to play. If he is, I like the Broncos because I think their defense is just as good, if not better, than the Steelers. But if Drew Locke's in there, I am never, ever, ever, ever putting my money in the hands of Drew Locke. So just like Meerkat said, just going to wait and see if Teddy's playing for this game. The only lock for Drew Locke is us not betting on him. (laughs) Not us, that gentleman. For the life of me, I do not care. Um, so on to the next game. We got the New Orleans Saints traveling into Ryle John, Maryland to take on the Washington football team. Saints two-point favorites in this one after dropping a stinker 
to the New York Giants in overtime over under sitting at 44 in this one. Stevie, are the Saints going to bounce back? Because I don't think so. I think I'm going to be on Washington in this one getting points at home. I think I'm going to continue to die on the stake that the Washington football team's defense is not as bad as it shows. And last week it was bad again against the Falcons. They got bailed out by J.D. McKissick having like a 30-yard you know, touchdown to cover the spread. Otherwise, they win that game by one. I lose the bat on a field goal or they missed the field goal and the Falcons went out right. But I, I think the football team's defense can get back to at least a little bit better this week. You can force Jameis into mistakes. The Saints offense really hasn't shown me much at all. They didn't even use Kamara at all in the receiving game last week. And until Michael Thomas comes back, there's really no threat in the Saints receiving game. I think the Washington football defense improves a little bit. I guess regresses to the mean this week. And I like what I've seen from Heineke so far. He kind of struggled a little bit in his first game, but the last couple of weeks he's looked all right. I think a lot of people are going to take the Saints just because they think they're the better team. I think Washington might be, so I'm okay with Washington this week. I'm right there with you, Stevie. I think the Saints are going to be a popular team by the public mm-hmm. this week. You might even see this number move a little bit. I mean, that's just off a of gut feeling straight up. Yeah. And I like Washington. They got value this week. I'll probably take the money line. Fuck the two points. I mean, I I like them straight up because you don't know what Saints you're going to get right now. That Mm -hmm. defense can be top five defense in the league one week, disappear the next week. Jameis Winston, I don't know what they're doing with him. They just need to unleash him. Let him be Jabu. Let him do his thing. He's got, you know, the little kid shoes on right now. They're not opening up the playbook for him. They're holding him back. I mean, you're not even seeing Kamara utilized, right? I don't know what Sean Payton, that offense, is doing. I know they lost uh, some, you know, coaches this offseason on the offense, so – you're, you're seeing it kind of come to fruition a bit where this offense should be putting up numbers, even if you're getting turnovers from Jameis. And you're just not sure what you're going to get out of it right now. So I, I just like the value with Washington. Yeah, I, I think we're all going to be all over that one, especially on Sunday. Yeah. We'll see if anything happens with that line at all. But getting points at home um, in a matchup that I think is pretty much a coin toss, sign me up for it all day. Um, But on to the next game here where we have the Detroit Lions taking on the Vikings in a big NFC North game. Uh, Lions 0-4 on the season, but Dan Campbell's had them playing pretty close, 2-2 against the spread. This one opened up at 7.5. It's moved to 8.5, 9 at some places so far. If this line gets to double digits, I think this is almost a – they're twisting my arm and forcing me to take the Lions (laughs) with the points, Meerkat. I know you're a big man Campbell fan. Yeah, I mean, I got to try to quit these Lions, but eight and a half points for an NFC North matchup between, you know, the Vikings who haven't lived up to their expectations and the Lions who have been frisky as all hell. I mean, if the Lions convert a couple of those first and goals last week, they had three in the first half, first and goals, different situation, different drives that they didn't get any points out of. That is ridiculous. And they got, you know, it went against them. You saw it happen. It looks like they got killed, but really – their confidence, you know, led to them not making it at least a closer game, let alone a win. And I like the Lions to stay frisky. You're not going to have that type of red zone efficiency again. And if you do, then just disband the football team because it's not going to be good for them. And like I said, eight and a half points for, you know, a division rivalry matchup like this where the one side isn't a superpower, although I like the Vikings and they are much better than a one and three record right now. I, I might have to roll with the Lions. I, I got to learn to quit them right now. I got to quit Man Campbell. I can't. I'm just addicted. But 
I don't know honestly, no, you can't, what I'm doing here. I'm leaving lines. You're as addicted on Man Campbell as Man Campbell is to caffeine. Stevie, are you talking us away from the Lions, or are you riding with us? Uh, I think I'm riding with you guys. It just feels like too many points to me. I think they can get into this in a backdoor situation, too. I just I like the Vikings. I think they're a better team than the Lions. I don't think they blow them out, and I think the Lions' offense is decent enough to score points on this Vikings defense, which hasn't been good at all this year. They're allowing 414 yards a game, which is worse than the Lions' defense. Right now, you have Williams and Swift both limited to practice. I think they'll both play, and those are the two best offensive weapons for the Lions outside of Hawkinson. I think the Lions will be able to score enough points on this Vikings defense to at least give themselves a backdoor opportunity. And I think to your credit, Ty, you're right. This line might just keep going up, and we may be able to wait and get it at double digits come the weekend. So I'm going to hold out, but I, I'm definitely on the side with the Lions and the points. Yeah, if you're betting on a 1-3 and three team, and you're you're laying double digit points you're an absolute psychopath and i don't need you in my life you're not the type (laughs) of energy i want around um on to the last one o'clock game though you got dolphins buccaneers bucks 10 point favorites only one and three against the spread this year um i don't have a ton on this game i don't know if you guys really do either this is a game that i don't really care about i think the dolphins suck and we're gonna see a little bit more of that stevie yeah, I haven't seen anything from the Dolphins offense this year to make me think otherwise. And my big, one of my biggest favorite plays last week was the Colts plus two, just because I didn't have a great reason for it. It's just like the I think the Colts are a better team than the Dolphins, and they're getting points. And the Colts kind of dictated the pace of that game. Taylor had his best game of the year. The Colts were able to move the ball. They were able to stop the Dolphins. Now they're playing a much better team in the Bucs, and I think this is the week the Bucs just kind of blow out the Dolphins, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, the Bucs are still one of the NFL's elite teams. I don't think Brady's going to have any trouble passing on this Dolphins defense. They're allowing like 270 passing yards a game. 405 total yards allowed per game. And the other side of the ball, I don't think the Dolphins moved the ball at all on this Buccaneers defense. Yes, it hasn't been so great to start the year, but the way it's been getting exposed is downfield passes, exposing the secondary. The Dolphins don't like to throw the ball down the field. Despite having Jalen Waddle, they don't use him in that way. Devontae Parker's never going to burn anyone. I think the Bucs win this game, and I think they cover pretty comfortably. Yeah, I'm agreeing with Stevie there. I've been fading the Dolphins. I hammered the Colts last week, came to fruition. Jacoby, as much as I love him, I root for him. He's just not good. That offensive line is awful, and the defense was severely overrated heading into this season. They're allowing over 27 points per game so far right now. And you look at their against the spread, the point against the spread point differential. The Dolphins are the worst in the league right now. When this team loses, they lose bad, and I just have no faith in them. I think the Bucks roll. Yes, they won last week, but they're not happy with that performance against the Patriots. Bruce Arians is going to get those boys right this week. Absolutely. So let's hop in to the four o'clock slate, which starts with one of the best games of the week. Um, You have Browns taking on the Chargers. Chargers opened up as one point dogs. Looks like they're getting uh, now they're laying two points right now with an over under sitting at 46 and a half. This is going to be a very fun game. Herbert and the Chargers look like they've really got things figured out. That defense is not making any really mistakes. And the Browns, though, on the flip side, Baker's done enough to get them wins. But can he continue to win in big games? He can't be overthrowing OBJ the way he did the other day. You can't miss those types of throws and win in big games like this. For this one, you know, I'm probably going to wait until Saturday 
Sunday till I make a play on this, but I, I can't wait to watch this one, Meerkat. Yeah, this is my every week I got one, my, hey, you don't even have to bet this, just watch it and enjoy it game. Although I am going to bet it. I think this is just going to be a hell of a football game. And I love the Chargers. I have so many futures on them in so many different ways. And I like this team. I want to root for them. But I like the Browns this week. I mean, their Chargers success starts with their O-line. It's not like Justin Herbert just became good. They had a similar offense last year outside of offensive line. And that cost them games straight up. Herbert getting sacked, pressured, it threw him out of his cadence. And they've been great this year. They make good improvements this offseason. But now they have to go up against this Browns front seven. You know, 14 sacks so far through four games. Miles Garrett's an absolute monster. I mean, that whole front seven's producing right now good numbers and ah, it just scares me a bit and then you look at the chargers defense they're they're good defense but i think they're a bit overrated i mean they're allowing the fourth most rushing yards per game right now nearly 135 a game chunt is going to eat they've been eating all season i, I like the browns i think they win in the trenches yeah, Mirka, you kind of touched on what I was going to bring on. The Chargers don't have a great rush defense, and that's really the Browns' biggest strength. They're averaging close to 180 rushing yards per game. Chubb and Hunt, I think they're just going to do what they kind of did against the Vikings. They're like, hey, you want to play in a shootout? No, we're going to slow this down. We're going to dictate the pace, and we're just going to run down your throats. I think that's what they're going to do against the Chargers, who have been solid this year, and I love Herbert. Don't get me wrong. But I think this Browns defense is top five, top three in the NFL. And I think that this is going to be the first real defensive test that Herbert's had all year. I'm curious to see how he's going to handle it after facing, you know, the Raiders secondary, the Chiefs secondary, the Cowboys secondary. Now you face the Browns secondary and the Browns rush offense. I think the Browns are going to be able to win this game. Yeah, can't yep. wait for that one. On to that next 405 start. We got Bears, Raiders, Bears, obviously. Uh, just today, uh, Nagy named um, Justin Fields as the starter for this one. It looks like going forward, Andy Dalton also called to congratulate him, telling him he's got all oh, his support, blah, 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 yada, yada. <laughs> Andy Dalton's a good person, no kidding. Um, but this one, you got the Raiders minus five and a half looking to bounce back after that tough loss there to the Chargers. They've been putting up a ton of points, um, but the Bears have a pretty solid defense either way. Um, you got any read on this one, Stevie? I don't love this game, to be honest with you, just because I can't trust Matt Nagy, but I really want to take the Bears with the points. I think Fields now has been confirmed the starter going forward. I think he's going to have the confidence. I think they open up the playbook even more so than they did last week against the Lions. And you saw he played a lot better when they opened it up. I think they opened up even more. And the Raiders' defenses didn't look great at all against the Chargers. I've never been a fan of the Raiders' defense, and I thought Carr was playing above his head the first couple of weeks. It kind of came down back to earth a little bit against the Chargers. I think we see more of that against this Bears team. I'm terrified of picking against the Raiders in Vegas and trusting Matt Nagy, but over a field goal, I think I have to take the points at five and a half right now for the Bears. Yeah, I'm with you, but I'm also not. Like, I just really don't <laughs> yeah. know how to bet this game. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like the Bears one second, I like the Raiders the next second. And, you know, Justin Fields flashed last week for sure at times. He looked good, and I think a big part of that was Bill Lazor, Lazar, however you say his name. I like to say Lazor because it makes him sound cooler. <laughs> finally <laughs> took over offensive play calling for Matt Nagy. Yep. He finally relinquished it. Yep. And, and it's it, like it, a wink-wink deal. Yeah, like a wink-wink, yeah. <laughs> and now they're not really talking about that much in Chicago. But it happened, and it's still happening. Yeah. And now you got Fields announced as the starter with a week of practice yep. heading in as the starter. 
I like the Bears, even though I hate mm-hmm. them. But this is like the also the week where everybody is like, "All right, yeah, Raiders back to earth. They're not a three and zero team. They're, yeah. This is you know their bubbles pop. They're going to be shit, and the Raiders are going to come out and show, hey, we're actually not that bad." So I, I I don't know how to bet this right now, guys. I'm leaning the Bears. <laughs> yeah, especially with the Justin Fields information, because when you mm-hmm. when you dive deep into it, they ran a ton of twelve personnel, getting them some extra tight ends, getting six blockers in, just being able to get him some more time to make some throws, and it helped him immensely. Uh, really opened things up for him as you know as a young rookie quarterback, without getting that pressure directly in your face immediately, allowed him to get off some of his reads and make some more plays. We'll see if that continues over into this week or not. But on to the next one here as we have the Giants going into Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are the last team to be undefeated against the spread. They're 4-0 and against the spread. Seven-point favorites here in this one. Do they keep that trend going, Meerkat? See, this is one of those things where I want Dallas to be bad so bad. I faded them coming into this season. Now they're spread monsters. They're 3-1. and one. Offense looks amazing. Defense looks somewhat reborn under Micah Parsons, who my sweet baby boy Micah. I, I love his success. So I just hate it's got to be with the Cowboys right now. And then the Giants, I mean, one second, I'm convinced they're awful. And then something makes me think, oh, well, they're actually not bad. Or they might be frisky, but I just can't bring myself to bet on Danny Dimes. But I think this could be a big uh, letdown week where you have the entire country on the Cowboys. And every week we get that shocker. It's a division game. Viking or well, Giants, like I said, can be frisky. I just, I might take the Giants here, boys. Oh, I might be there with you, Meerkat. I really will. I, th- I think you're right where everyone in the, the world, world will be is, is going to yeah. be on the Cowboys, yeah. right? I think the entire world's going to be on Dallas. And Daniel Jones, he's been playing decent this year. He actually mm-hmm. has looked like a, dare I say, good quarterback. And I'm no. not going to say – no, I'm not saying Daniel Jones good. is a good quarterback. But he's looked he's looked good so far this year. I, I think mm-hmm. Daniel Jones will be able to score in this Dallas defense. They make a lot of big plays, but they still give up a lot of yards, and they're still on the field for a lot of the game. Dallas allowed close to like 415 yards per game. I think the Giants can score with them. Barkley looked like old Barkley last week. That was a big sign for me. He made a lot of explosive cuts, you know, pre-injury Barkley type of deal involved in the receiving game. Ah, Seven points. It just feels like I think this is just your typical NFC East, like field goal, close division game. Cowboys are probably going to escape with like a 55-yarder from Greg Zerline because that's the Cowboys and they're going to win like 34-31 and Cowboys are going to think they're going to the Super Bowl. But I'm taking the point. Do I love it? No, because I'm trusting the Giants. But I'm, I think the whole world's going to be on the Cowboys, so give me the Giants. I like that, Stevie. We'll see what happens in that one. You never know what could happen. I think the Cowboys aren't going to end up blowing them out. We'll, we'll see on Saturday how we're all feeling on that one, though. <laughs> but the last four, 4 o'clock game, you got the 49ers versus the Cardinals, another big NFC West matchup here. Cardinals 4-0 and on the season. 49ers sitting at two and two, but the Cardinals five and a half point favorites lines shifted by about a point so far, depending on where you're looking at. Um, Obviously a huge win last week over your Rams, Stevie. I don't know if the Cardinals can duplicate that performance week in and week out the way they have. I think this is a game where you're playing the 49ers, a team who's going to probably try to be a lot more physical with you. And that's a spot where I think the Cardinals likely are going to get tripped up. 
Yeah, I, I kind of relate this to how, when the Ravens beat the Chiefs earlier in the year. That kind of felt like the Ravens' Super Bowl. They acted like that. And that's kind of how the Cardinals treated the win against the Rams. They played a perfect game on both sides of the ball. I will admit that. The big thing for me here, I'm just hoping Jimmy G doesn't play. I want to see Trey Lance. He looked really good in the second half. I know they didn't win, but they, their offense looked better. Debo Samuel has been incredible so far this year. And I think these NFC West teams are closer than people think. I think all four are very close in the fact where I think this is a huge game for the 49ers. You just lost division rival to the Seahawks. Now you play another division game against the Cardinals. You do not want to start in the division 0-2. I like plus the points. I think the Cardinals have a letdown week. I don't know if they lose outright, but I think the 49ers give them a very competitive game. So I'm taking the points. Finally, finally, we're disagreeing on hey, each other here. Finally, I mean, do, I, do I think the Cardinals are a tad overrated 4-0 team? Yeah, but they are yeah. a good team. I mean, yeah. they really, they're just a good team. Kyler's balling out. You're probably going to see some regression because it's happened the past couple of years with Kyler. Very, very hot start. Slows down those injuries. The hits take their toll. But he's being more careful with his body this yeah. year. You're definitely seeing him do that. So, I think he can stay fresh, and I'm going to continue my fade the 49ers tour. I've been doing it every week so far. I just can't harp enough. This team is so overrated, in my opinion. And I do like Trey Lance. He's exciting, but I still think he's a developmental guy. Right. He's going to give you big splash plays where you're excited for the future, but he's going to give you a lot of plays where he costs you the game, misses that third down throw on the open receiver, things like that. Josh Allen-esque. I know the commercial, the parallels between them are – overplayed whatever but it's true reminds me of that type of guy and it's not like he's named the starter they don't know who their quarterback is going to be this sunday if jimmy g is healthy they're probably going to be starting him san fran too just uh, the overrated thing dating back to last season they're four nine against the spread in their last 13 i just i I don't have the faith I, i feel like this is a public play on the cardinals this week but i don't know because the public loves san fran so i feel i feel right up to the gallows yeah, I, I feel I, I feel good taking the 49ers this week and not just because I've been fading or the Cardinals, not just because yeah. I've been fading the 49ers, you know, but I feel good about the Cardinals. And yeah, that's because you've got a lot too. of people on your side because you're betting yeah. with the public on this one, Meerkat, and I don't love that. And a big thing too, Kittle didn't practice today. That's a If he's out, then I probably will not take the 49ers because he's a big yeah. part, not just in the passing game, but blocking as well. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping my eyes on that and the Jimmy G injuries, but I, I don't know. It's just five and a half. I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's – the game of the week. Mm-hmm. Before we get into it, though, Meerkat just sent me over the link for uh, for all the new Benny the Butcher mm-hmm. and Bill's collab merchandise. Trash. What kind of graphic designer did they have? Like, mafia means family. Why not just put Hakuna Mad- fucking Tata on the shirt? What the hell? Mm-hmm. Like PSC uh, dipping their fingers in some one buffalo yeah, bullshit. It literally like the, how they... the, the the buffalo design looks like the fake Sopranos buffalo thing that people have had on their Twitter pictures, their MySpace pictures for the past twenty years. It's literally. an absolute joke. Oh my god, I could design something better with with my eyes closed. 
Yeah, and just real quick off that, I love how they got their hands. They had to dip their toes into the whole Fireball High School thing. Josh wears the sweatshirt. Make sure to tell Fireball High School says, hey, we're going to release more of these hoodies. It's going to raise money for us. And then they drop today, and the link is a one Buffalo link. And I'm just like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't even care if they're giving 100. Fireball. Yeah. yeah. All proceeds will benefit your fucking super yachts docking fees at the Amalfi Coast, I'm sure. All right. Back oh, to yeah. football. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. People people forget that PSE won Buffalo and they own Ad Pro. There, it's a monopoly, boys. But we'll we'll leave that for another day. We got our <laughs> Buffalo Bills going into Kansas City, looking to avenge last year's AFC Championship loss. Sean McDermott said they're completely different teams from last year on uh, for the Bills and the Chiefs. So don't worry about last year. I kind of agree with him on that one. Chiefs were covering machines for the first half of last season. They've only covered one of their last 18 games, I believe now, um, including the playoffs. That That's a little bit uh, worrisome, especially when the Bills have covered their last 10 games as underdogs, including three of the last four. They covered by double digits. Um, I, I think we got to be riding with the Bills here in this one. Bills to win by over 43 and a half is plus 18,000. Talk me out of it, boys. <laughs> I, I'm all over the Bills. I am all over the Bills. It's not a homer thing. It's I truly believe we are a better team right now than the Chiefs. It's not fluky. The Chiefs' defense isn't good. They can be abused in the passing game, and what do we like to do? Pass the ball. I know we've been running a lot this year, but this is a prime opportunity for Josh Allen to drop some dimes right in Patrick and Jackson Mahomes' faces. And the Chiefs offense, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, not great. I know he tore us up in the regular season last year, but his fumbling issues, I mean, they're losing faith in him. That offensive line's not giving him much hope. And then outside of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, no what's going on? I mean, yeah, Josh Gordon, I think, is on the active roster now. Love him, but I'm not afraid of that. Me, Cole, another guy I love who's not really making me shake in my boots heading into this week. And the one thing, the one thing that does scare me, Patrick Mahomes in his career against number one defenses, 4-0. I mean, a little scary. So you can't be like, oh, number one defense heading into this is a thing that props up the Bills, even though I think we are a much better team right now. Not much better, but defensively than them. It's a weird number that kind of scares me a bit. Yeah, and that's why a lot of the prognostications, including the Football Power Index, have the Bills as slight favorites in this one just because Mm -hmm. the the gap on the defensive side is so much mm-hmm. bigger than it is offensively. Like the chiefs are yeah. only, you know, a small increment better as opposed to where the bills defensively are 50% better than any other defensive team so far. If you look at the DVOA. So when you're looking at the matchup here, what do you have to do if you're the bills to get the win? Well, you're going to have to get at the quarterback. You're going to have to get after Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have to do some of the things that the Buccaneers did in the, in the uh, Super Bowl, and when you look at the Bills roster, they have the exact guys to do that. They have the weapons to do that. What do you do in the draft? You go out and you get two uh, premier pass rushers in Greg Rousseau and Boogie Basham. Boogie, you know, inactive his first three weeks. Everyone's like, oh, he's a bust. It's a waste of a second-round pick. No, they knew exactly what they were doing. It's the same thing they did with A.J. Epinesa. When you have a, an embarrassment of riches essentially out of position, you wait until a guy's ready, and then you put him in there and let him make the most of his moments. Boogie did that last week. Rousseau has done that so far. He's been getting um, after the quarterback a ton, a ton of speed rushes. 
And I think they just have such a varied look defensively where you can run a NASCAR package. You could run out a nickel constantly. You could bring in an extra linebacker with Tyler Matikiewicz or whoever else if you need to. The Bills' defense is just so more exotic than it ever was. And having so much time together, especially with the secondary over the past few seasons, it's going to allow them to have more communication on that back end to do some crazier things and to really put the pressure on Mahomes where I think they can get this win, CV. Yeah, I I mean, I agree with a lot of what you said. The only case I will make for the Chiefs is the Bills have played really bad offenses so far this year. And I know what DVO takes it into effect, Ty, but the Chiefs offense is a different animal in my mind. They played the Texans, the football team, the Dolphins, the Steelers, who we all agree are bad offenses with bad quarterbacks. Now you play Patrick Mahomes at home in primetime with Tyreek Hill. If the Bills want to beat this game, you just got to take Tyreek out of the game. Don't let him run by you. If they want to throw to 15 times to Travis Kelsey, then so be it. Do not let Tyreek Hill run by you. That's really the big key, I think. And I think this would be a big statement win for the Chiefs if they can get the win at home because that kind of secures that we're still the top dog in the AFC. Those are the only cases I'd make for the Chiefs. I'm very curious to see where the money will come in on this game. But I think you guys pointed out the biggest difference in this game is the defenses. The Bills defense has been incredible so far this year. The Chiefs defense has given up 450 yards to everyone they face. Their defense has been bad, bad. And the Bills have so many weapons this year to expose that. I'm not going to give out a pick right now because this is a game I'm just waiting and seeing what's going to happen. I'm just going to make the case for both sides. I like what you guys said. I also think this is a not a must-win situation for the Chiefs, but more so a statement win if they can get it. And the Bills' defense hasn't been truly tested yet, but so far I think I would lean the Bills with the points. I don't know how they're underdogs. I'd rather this be closer to a pick em. Yeah, and I get what you're saying, how interest, like it's going to be interesting to see how the money plays in yeah. on this one. Are you going to have people that are like, when are we going to get the Chiefs, you know, right. only by two and a half, by a field goal again this season? And you got the other side saying, wow, look at the value on the Bills. Bills so when are we going to get the Bills as, a, as an underdog? Ex- exactly, exactly. So it's one of those things where I think you're going to have – it's going to be kind of split either, or you're going to see a heavy amount of the public taking one side and the sharps absolutely hammering another side. So, We'll see how that one plays out. I, I just feel good about the Bills plus money it right feels, now. Uh, it feels kind of like a Bills, a Bills revenge tour, having mm-hmm. you know the the Texans, then the Chiefs, then the Titans, and back to back weeks. Yeah. Like yeah. it feels like they have a lot of energy to release here in these games. Obviously, some injuries to deal with on the defensive side of the ball for the Bills, but most of them seem to be trending in the right direction for Sunday. Um, that'll be something as well to keep an eye out for. But we have one more game to talk about as the Colts will be taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens seven-point favorites here at home. They're three and one, but just two and two against the spread. Colts also two and two against the spread here in this one. Um, I don't have a lot on this one. I don't got a good read on this game at all. I think the Colts and the Ravens are both two of the more confusing teams in the league to really break down, Stevie. Yeah, this might be a Monday night tease for me. Right now, I lean the Colts with the points. I think the Colts have a very good defense, and 
you've seen the past couple weeks, the Ravens' rush offense has been limited. Last week against Denver, and we both all said Denver has a very good defense, but they held him 30 carries for only 102 yards. You had the stupid you know, decision to run for it on the final play of the game instead of taking a knee just to yeah. get closer to that record. I hate that move. I mean, you're risking an injury there. It, it just seems so stupid. It's just so petty for me, and I think the Ravens are kind of – they have too many things they're thinking about like that instead of just win the game. The Colts, they've been disappointing so far this year. They kind of got right a little bit against Miami, which was expected. Mm -hmm. But I really like their defense, and I think their defense has enough athletic linebackers to limit this rush offense of the Ravens. And if they can do that, I think they can cover a touchdown and keep this game close. Do I think the Colts go into Baltimore and win? No, I don't. But I think it's a close enough game where I'm tempted to take the points, and I'm hoping that the public just keeps pounding the Ravens and it goes up over a touchdown. Cause I'd really like that. Yeah. I like the Colts and the points straight up this week. I, I think we could be very wrong about this. I think the Ravens might be able to yeah. crush them, but <laughs> the Colts is a weird game on both sides. Like yeah. Kai said too, it's a weird getting a feel for it. The Colts are much better than one and three uh, yeah. coaching wise, defensively, and really outside of quarterback offensively. You saw Jonathan Taylor get going last week, finally. So that could be good heading into this week. It feels like an under type game, but uh, outside of yeah. that, the Ravens, there's so many variables. I mean, you saw it alone in the Detroit game for them where they had a receiver who drops three clear cut touchdown passes, but then they win because they hit a, a record field goal. I mean, this team <laughs> yeah. has variables, both good and bad. And that Hollywood has that other teams don't have. Yeah. Next week. It's the yeah, catch of the week. <laughs> exactly. And it's just wild what you get out of this team week in and week out, drive in and drive out at times. And Lamar, he'll turn it on at the end of a game. He'll win you a game himself. But seven points against a good Colts team, who I think the defense matches up great with, is too many. Yep, absolutely. And that'll be wrapping it up for us here on Free Money Football. So make sure you guys stay tuned. We'll be back on Saturday. Bring, and we'll do it Sunday morning. We'll be recording on Saturday probably just so we have time in the morning to get all our stuff done. But uh, we'll be bringing that Jets. to you. Watch the Jets Falcons. <laughs> yeah, we will, of course. That'll be on during it. More than likely, we'll be broadcasting probably 10, 1030 for you guys yet again, um, bringing you our best bets of the week once all the lines are settled and we mm -hmm. have some more clarification on some of these injury issues. We gave you some mm -hmm. picks we'd liked early, some lines to monitor, and some things to watch for so you know what you're looking forward to on Sunday when you go in to finalize those bets. Um, so follow us over at Degenerate Zone on Twitter. Make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, you hit the thumbs up and subscribe and hit the little notification bell so you know whenever we're going live. Stevie, any last thoughts here on this week? I don't think I haven't. I'm excited for week five. I'm really hoping the Rams get a bounce back win. And one more thing, Ty. Go Cardinals tonight, baby. Go Cardinals. <laughs> if if it's anything like my out-of-the-park baseball season simulations ever, the Cardinals always end up winning and beating the Dodgers Good. who are in like first place all the time in it. So more than likely, they're going to win the World Series. I wish I would have put a future on them last week when they were still 30-1. to 1. I'm a knucklehead for that one. Meerkat, <laughs> any last thoughts? I just need the bounce back week, boys. I'm going against my gut on some of these plays. I'm looking for to fade the public. I mean, we need the bounce back. I'm digging deep in my pocket. I think we're going to get it. And as far as tonight goes, I don't care who wins. Give me a cards to run bomb in the first if it helps you out. <laughs> yeah, I, just need, I just want that over one and a half first mm -hmm. inning because that'll be a sweet hit for the dark. And that's why you guys need to be following at Degenerate Zone. 
for tons of content with Meerkat with the dart. Dart taking over one and a half in the first inning, an absolute savage play. Yeah. I think it's about like plus 260. Love it. The Love dart it. just laying its balls on the table, mm-hmm. putting its, mm-hmm. <laughs> putting its reputation on the it. line. <laughs> Let's see what happens in this one tonight. Stevie, we'll be rooting for you. F the Dodgers, yeah. F these big payroll teams. Let's <laughs> see it out of the teams who actually develop their players. The Cardinals had the most uh, guys in their roster that have come yeah. through their own program with 14. Uh, the Rays, surprisingly, had like the least, and they have a shit ton of trades. But yeah. eh, we'll get into that on another show. This is free money football. <laughs> We only got three words left for you guys. Good night now. Nah.